Welcome back to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, where we take you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham, and this week we're going to talk about a topic that's different from our usual on-the-ground reporting, the London Marathon. I'm sure you're wondering how the London Marathon could have anything to do with the work of Samaritan's Purse. One of our podcast correspondents, Melissa, recently ran the marathon to raise money for Samaritan's Purse projects in Iraq as part of our creative giving initiatives. I was able to sit down with her afterward to talk about why she chose this creative way to get the word out about Samaritan's Purse and what the Lord taught her in the process. And I know there's some people out there that maybe don't have a lot to give financially, but they want to support the ministry. And this is a creative, wonderful way to give. Uh, You recently did the London Marathon, and this was through our UK affiliate office. Uh, How did that even deepen your faith and and show you that, yeah, your passion—you were really—I think it opened up even your passion for the ministry and for the Lord in a a deeper way. Oh, it absolutely did. And that was one of the things that I gained the most Hmm. out of the experience. And as I asked myself a million times during training, because it's a huge time commitment to run a marathon, Mm -hmm. to train for a marathon, and then during the run itself, when things are— aching and you mentally are starting to shut down, why did I do this? You know, I've worked for the ministry for 17 years. And so obviously I'm dedicated to the ministry. But by doing this, it was it was saying on a much deeper level to myself, what am I willing to sacrifice for the ministry? What am I willing to to put out there for the gospel? Hmm. And never to forget that it's tied to something that is eternal and is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, in that sense, it, it really had a huge impact on me. And then, of course, I mean, running a marathon, uh, if it is a faith exercise for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to talk about the race in a minute because I know you got so many things out of it, but I, I'm thinking even leading up to it, and as you mentioned, anytime you step out in faith or you you boldly say, okay, Lord, I'm going to be obedient, um, that it, obedience is is so critical to, our, I think, our growth um, in our relationship with Jesus Christ. But I think even beyond that, our openness to hearing from Him and our observing Him in our daily, because as you mentioned, when we step out in faith— there are things we would have missed in life. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not bad to not challenge yourself or come out of your comfort zone, you know, because, but you could have said, oh, I work for the ministry full time, but you felt convicted and challenged to go above that. And so I just want people listening, you may not run a marathon, but what are some ways you can go above and beyond? Because I think we often do. We, we would miss things by not being obedient. But what are some things that because you took this leap of faith, he did so much more even beyond the race itself? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, yeah, that's where challenging, mm-hmm. um, like you, like you so uh, artfully articulated, um, you know, challenging yourself, not being complacent in your faith. It was eye opening mm-hmm. for me. Um, and early on, you know, I would. It was winter time. Sometimes it would be snowing. It would be dark. You don't feel like going out there. And, you know, those were moments when I really had to dig deep. Mm -hmm. 
I had to think about why I was doing this. I had to think about, again, you know, for me personally, um, raising money for our Iraq projects to help uh, Yazidi women who have been violated in just horrific ways. And to, you know, I would have to really think about, you know, those people and mm-hmm. what they've gone through. And, and, and running a marathon is nothing compared to that. It's nothing compared mm-hmm. to that. Um, training for a marathon is nothing compared to that. But it was, it did, you know, really push me mm-hmm. um, to say, I want them to to see the Lord um, and not realizing how often that would mean that I would see the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, I would go out on a freezing cold night uh, to run, I can remember one seven-mile run, and it was snowing. Uh, and, uh, and it was dark and my hands were starting to, you know, even through my gloves, my hands were so cold and I just put on praise music mm-hmm. and I just lost myself in that praise music. I just feel like crying right now thinking about mm-hmm. it, losing myself, really losing myself mm-hmm. in praise and getting to the end of that seven miles and thinking, I could go three more. It's already over. And here, you know, I thought that I would never Mm -hmm. make it. Um, But seeing um, seeing how when your heart is filled with praise, what you're capable of. That you never thought you were capable of when you're when you turn your focus back to praise, Mm -hmm. how God will lift you. Uh, He will physically lift you. He will emotionally lift you. Um, In 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 ways that you couldn't, I I could never have dreamed. Mm -hmm. And um, it seems silly because it was just a seven mile run, Mm -hmm. but I I can really remember that night and. and that lesson that he taught me in that moment mm-hmm. of turning my heart to praise when things felt super tough. Mm-hmm. And as you know, Christy, I, I injured myself pretty badly a couple of days before the marathon. And yet, when I woke up the Sunday morning of the run, um, and it was all, it was witnessing all the little miracles all along the way. And knowing that God was right there with me. And so, um, yeah, so go run a marathon. I I highly recommend it. I love it. Because we talk to our partners, you know, in remote areas. They're desperate for the Lord because life is hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the Yazidis. And, you know, some of our our partners work with people that have been through civil war and loss and, and running for their life. And so they know that desperate clinging to the Lord. And again, I think we miss out on seeing His provision in our daily lives here in our little bubbles, you know, in our insulated worlds. And so this is just a small way for you to, and so I do, I just want to encourage people, step outside. You know, all of us can't move to Iraq or, you know, across the world to live in a a desperate situation, but we can become desperate in our daily lives. And I think that dependence on Him and in our weakness, you know, the verse says, in our weakness, Christ's power is manifested. And so sometimes we do, we miss it, or He is working and, and we overlook it because we're so busy. So I think stopping, stepping out in faith allows you to see Him in a deeper way. So I hope people listening are challenged to say, man, because we're not even to the race yet. You know, you're just building us up. And so mm-hmm. before we even get to the race, for people who may not know that we have an affiliate office in the UK, tell us why London specifically, does this race as a creative giving 
The London team has been doing this for a long time, uh, very successfully. They are fabulous. They were there cheering at mile 17. Um, there was a big group of them, and when I came across them, they were a they were a sight for sore eyes at that mm-hmm. moment. I yeah, I thought it was I was slogging at that point. Uh, it's a really hard part of the course, and I remember getting to mile 12 and looking up at the mile marker at mile 12 and thinking, wow. That went by fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, mile seventeen, I did not feel that way. Mm-hmm. It had that 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 uh, that had long passed me, and I was thinking, mile sixteen, how many more do I have to go? I can't do this. And there they were, this uh, beautiful group of uh, cheerleaders from Samaritan's Purse who were um, there with hugs and and sweet treats mm-hmm. and cheering all of our team on. Um, to keep going. And they had been standing out there in the rain uh, and the cold um, and cheering cheering everybody on. And so that's another thing I love about creative giving is Mm -hmm. that it engages community. It creates Mm -hmm. community. Um, in this case, you know, it was our Samaritan's Purse community in London and really reinvigorating all of us, I think, including them. I think it, it charges them every year, charges mm-hmm. them up to, you know, cheer these runners on. And, and that's, again, creative giving, that's a great element of it. In your own community, what can you do to charge people up about the work of Samaritan's Purse? But again, I go back to, more importantly, the gospel how can you charge people up about the importance of bringing the gospel here in the United States uh, and all over the world? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what it's all about. I've done a marathon before. You you hit walls, you know, and I, I think of, I love physical training. And what is that verse that says physical training is of some value, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it, it, it requires uh, perseverance and mm-hmm. stretching yourself and pushing through mental blocks. But spiritual you know, training is of so much more value, you know, because it's eternal. And so I, but I think it does model because growing with the Lord requires discipline, daily dependence, you know, time in the Word. So, so much is mirrored in our spirit or physical work. And I feel like marathons is such a great analogy of life, you know, because life is a marathon. You know, it is, as you mentioned, there's miles that are easy, you know, and there's days that are easy and we breeze through and, but then there's days that are hard. And we hit a wall, and we don't want to right. keep going. And you know, there's times in the race where you want to quit. I mean, your mm-hmm. muscles—you physically can't do it, and so you have to push through that mental block. But I think that's how life is, you know. And we think of life as a sprint, or you know, we're just going to quickly get through it. But we do hit setbacks and hards, and it's mm-hmm. not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. You know, Jesus reminds us of that. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart; I have overcome the world. And so, I think people listening, I want you to hear. You know, you might be in a good, good mile where you're doing really great and you're breezing through, and things are easy, but you're gonna hit roadblocks. And so, we need community. So, I'm thinking in life, we need community. We need mm-hmm. to walk alongside, and sometimes we need our arms held up. But but talk to me about the race because I think there are so many spiritual applications in a race and times where you really can't take another step, you know, but the body of Christ or people, and I know people were instrumental in you, whether it was strangers, you know, wearing a a shirt that kept you going or a cheer from a stranger or a, Mm -hmm. a cheer from someone you know. And so I think I want people hearing like, this is this applies to all aspects of life. You know, if you have yeah. someone that's struggling, you know, in a yeah. battle for cancer or, you know, you're cheering and you're praising and lifting them up 
it matters, you know, and, and again, for the gospel, but, or your partners that are across the world, you know, sharing the gospel and doing hard things. So talk to me about the race day. I mean, I know you hit many, many, many miles, you know, physical injuries, wanting to stop, but the Lord sustained you. So maybe share how people or His Word, you know, how did the Lord sustain you and, and allow you to keep going? The scripture says, run the race with endurance, right? So, I mean, it's it's an easy tie to, to say to say that, um, but it's it's not meant to be run alone. It's not meant to be run alone. And one one image that has come to mind so much recently is um, there's a part of the race where you run across Tower Bridge, and it is like the iconic moment of the race. And it is... It was for me, it was the thing that I was looking forward to the most. My husband and I had talked the night before, and as you know, Christy, my husband is disabled, and he has multiple sclerosis. His legs don't really work very well, if they work at all some days. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted him to see me running across Tower Bridge. So I had purposefully booked a hotel and a room where he would be able to see me run across Tower Bridge without having to climb all the steps to get up to Tower Bridge because I did I knew he wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I but I wanted him I wanted to share that moment with him somehow. And so he could be in the hotel um, but I never expected to see him on the race. I never expected to see him during the run. And um, here I am running across Tower Bridge. It's my moment. The one moment that I wanted more than anything else in the entire run. And I look over and there he is. He is standing on top of Tower Bridge Mm -hmm. to give me a hug in that moment. And that happened because two of our beautiful, amazing Samaritan's Purse UK friends Darren and Jody Tosh had gone to our hotel, had gotten him, and had gotten him up those stairs. The high point for me of the entire race, the thing that I looked forward to the most that I was actually accomplishing and feeling good about, he was there. They Because they were so intentional about making sure that moment happened. And they were so intentional about wanting to celebrate mm-hmm. with me. Especially in our churches, you know, we we reach out when somebody's sick, we bring them a meal, we do the things. But gosh, celebrate with mm-hmm. people, celebrate those those high points, praise mm-hmm. God with them, um, you know, celebrate over them, and and that's a that's a gift of that was just such a gift of the Lord to me through them. And we can easily be that gift to other people by celebrating uh, those moments with them. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, after 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 that triumph, you know, got across the bridge, feeling great, and that injury that I had just became excruciating. Not too long after, hmm. and. I really questioned whether I was going to do myself more harm than good to keep going. Um, you know, was I, I had to really wrestle. Am I just doing this out of my own pride? Am I? Then there's the guilt. People have donated money. I have to finish. 
you know, and I'm I'm ugly crying <laughs> for miles and miles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's that whole mental game and it's written about extensively, you know. And something inside of me said, look up, stop looking down. And I looked up and I looked slightly to the right. And there were two of our Samaritan's Purse people, one of whom I didn't even know was in the country. He's a headquarters, U.S.-based staff member, a dear friend. I didn't even know he was in London. And he was standing there with another one of our U.K. people um, who had not been at mile 17. So I didn't know he was Mm -hmm. out on the course anywhere either. And they were both standing there on the sidelines. And I, you know, ran over there, and I'm, I don't think I can do it. I just... (laughs) And they said, no, you're doing this. Mm-hmm. You are doing this. You are doing this. And um, they made me laugh. Mm-hmm. They encouraged me. And then they set me on my course again. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know they were they were stumbling upon this crisis moment for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? They didn't know. They just came out to cheer. It's true. As believers, we never know how just our presence and being intentional to cheer each other on can have an impact on those around us in their moment of crisis. That's one of the things that I've learned over the years, both in running long distances and in life. And it's one of the things that makes an event like the London Marathon so special. As Melissa mentioned, our UK affiliate office has been using the marathon as a creative way for people to get involved with the ministry and raise support for many years. I was able to talk with Sophie Monroe, who serves with Donor Ministries at the UK Affiliate Office, and she talked about why it's such a fun and meaningful event for their team and how it makes an impact on the work of Samaritan's Purse. Yeah, um, well, the the London Marathon is is great for us because for a number of reasons, by having someone who's willing to run a marathon for you, they are effectively... um, standing up and saying, yes, I believe in this charity and yes, I believe in what they do. Um, and and so it kind of cuts through, um, it cuts through all the other charity noise to their contacts. Um, and it does it in a way that we wouldn't be able to, to do because, um, you know, if, if you were to receive an email from one of your uh, family members or one of your friends to say, Will you support this charity? I'd say you're more likely to do it because they're they're telling you to do so than if it was coming from the charity themselves. Um, so, yeah, I think again, it's just another really great way for us to get our message out there and for people and to build trust with um, potential partners in the UK. So, yeah. tell tell me about the race itself. So, um, well, the London Marathon, I guess, is. I think it's one of the biggest in the world, isn't it? In terms of, uh, uh, like, in terms of a, an event. Mm-hmm. And I believe if, I mean, I'm not a runner myself, but I believe if you are a marathon runner, then the London Marathon is one of the, one of the best you can do. When you're there, it feels like all of London just shows up mm-hmm. to cheer you on. The atmosphere is absolutely amazing. Um, and in some places, it's kind of, you know, 10, 20 people deep behind the barrier cheering people on. Um, a big thing that we do is we we put names on people's shirts. It's really good. It's Well, I'd say it's essential to put the name of the runner on the shirt because when you're running around, it's 
um, the thing to do if you're cheering is to shout out everybody's name, not just the people that are running for your charity, but everyone. And so it really just gives runners a real boost as they're running around. Um, the last couple of years, we've set it up at mile 17. And the reason I picked mile 17 um, for two reasons. Firstly, I believe it's a really tough mile if you're running a marathon. Um, I think a lot of people really struggle around that time because they've already run, you know, 17 miles. Um, and then they have to, they realize, oh gosh, I've got another, you know, six or seven miles to go. So yeah, just physically, it's quite a, a physical kind of pain um, barrier, if you like, around that time. And then secondly, um, it's a really quiet part of the track, of the course. Um, if you go somewhere like Embankment or Tower Bridge or any of the London landmarks, you'll find it's really, really busy. Um, there's loads going on. You have live bands and, you know, steel, um, steel pan drums and just lots and lots of um, stuff going on. But mile 17 seems to be quite a quiet strip. And also there's no metal barrier on that section of the track. So they can, you know, runners can come over, we can give them a hug and we can just really encourage them to, to do the last bit of the race from there. Sounds so fun. I want to come there one day. Yeah. <laughs> you have sold me. I'm like, that sounds so exciting. Whether whether I'm going to be a spectator or a runner, I haven't decided. <laughs> um, so I'm just curious, you know, what has God taught you being with Samaritan's Purse? And what has impressed you because you've, you've been in this for so long? What I've learned, what God's taught me, what Samaritan's Purse donor ministry staff have taught me is that it's God's money, right? He, he brings the, the people to us. He stirs people's hearts. If they want to support Samaritan's Purse, if they want to support our work, then he will bring them to us. But then my job, where I work hard, is to make sure that the people that do decide to support Samaritan's Purse and say, yes, I want to be a part of that, that I steward them like the best that I possibly can. So I want to make sure that their whole experience of, of giving to us is a really fulfilling experience that even though they can't go on the front line even though they you know they might not be able to volunteer on a team or or go out and do the mission themselves you know, I, I want them to feel that they really are an integral part of the mission um you know they are just as important as anyone else um out in the field and i know not everyone can rush into a disaster zone to offer help or perform complex surgery on a baby's heart but we're so grateful for the many people that god brings to work with samaritan's purse for the sake of the gospel we're all in this together as the body of Christ, and every penny and every prayer has an impact for eternity. I asked Sophie what she would say to those who support Samaritan's Purse. Oh, I'd just say, yeah, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for partnering with us. And don't don't ever feel that your gift is insignificant, because I I do hear that quite a bit. When I phone people, they often say, oh, you know, you shouldn't have taken time out to ring me or... Um, it's really nothing what I've done. It's you know, it's, it's nothing. Like people are almost apologetic that they're that they haven't really done much. But um, as I said earlier, I just think every single gift that we get is 
is so important and God sees it and it, it just reminds me of the um, story in the Bible where, you know, the, the, the widow who, who just gives everything that she's got, the poor widow, she gives kind of her, her one coin, but it's kind of, it's everything she's got. And yeah, God, God sees these gifts and it's his ministry, right? He leads it. And so I just want to say thank you really for being part of it, for enabling us to be there on the ground and enabling us to to do what we're good at, but we really couldn't do it without any one of them. What Sophie said is so true. We, We truly couldn't do this work without every person who chooses to partner with us through prayer and support, and including people who find creative ways to get the word out about who we are and what we do. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I hope that the Lord challenged and encouraged you through it. I personally love marathons, and I love runs and sports for so many reasons, but, but especially because it mirrors our spiritual journey. 1 Timothy 4.8 says, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And so marathons and physical training, it does have value. It pushes you, it strengthens you, and it, it helps you to be a better servant for Christ when you're physically fit. And you push through hard things. It it challenges you in your godliness and spiritual growth. And so I hope this episode has challenged you in your daily walk, both spiritually and physically. Running a marathon is much like our journey in life. And it's important for us to cheer each other on and lift one another up. We can carry one another's burdens. And this is what Samaritan's Purse staff and partners do all over the world. Whether it's disaster relief here in the U.S. or emergency field hospital work after a devastating earthquake. And we do it first and foremost for the sake of the gospel. We meet physical needs so that we can share the spiritual need that we all have. And that's why we work. That's why so many faithful believers volunteer their time to serve. And yes, even do crazy things like run marathons to raise money and awareness. It's never for the glory of Samaritan's Purse. It's for the glory of God and the sake of the gospel. Thank you so much for listening today.